Welcome to Your Care, Your Rights, Your Voice. This is Marie Painter, the state long-term care ombudsman in Connecticut, and I am joined for a podcast today by Judy Stein and Kathleen Holt. Judy Stein is an attorney and executive director at the Center for Medicare Advocacy, which she founded in 1986. She's focused her legal career on advocacy for older people and people with disabilities, Medicare, and equitable access to quality health care. She graduated cum laude from Williams College in 1972 and from Catholic University Law School with honors in 1975. Kathy Holt is an attorney and associate director of the center, which she joined in 2013. Before coming to the center, she was a special assistant U.S. attorney for Social Security Administration. She had a private law firm assisting individuals with disabilities and worked as a hospital administrator. She has her MBA in healthcare management from UConn and a law degree from Seattle University. So I want to welcome you both and thank you for being here um, with me today to talk about Medicare and nursing homes and our long-term care system. So Judy, I don't know if you want to um, just introduce yourself a little bit and say good morning. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for having us, Mairead. I'm Judy Stein, and as you indicated, I'm um, joined this morning with our uh, Associate Director from the Center for Medicare Advocacy, Kathy Holt. And it's a pleasure to be together to speak with you, Mairead, and um, to tell folks that we are entering into a new era of working even closer with the long-term care ombudsman uh, folks, because we have created a and are working to create a partnership between your folks and my organization. And so let me tell everyone a little bit about the Center. The Center for Medicare Advocacy is a nonprofit organization. We are physically located in Northeast Connecticut in Mansfield. We serve people all over the state of Connecticut and have done so since 1986. And as, uh, as you said earlier, the mission of the center is to provide access to Medicare quality health care and health equity for all people who rely on Medicare to access financing for their health care. Essentially, Medicare opens the door to health care for about 62 million people around the country who are over 65 or, and or have significant disabilities and about 900,000 people in Connecticut. We at the center can help with the, all kinds of Medicare problems and related matters. And let me say one of the related matters is uh, nursing home residence rights. We have two people on staff who are lawyer, uh, one is a lawyer, one is a master's in public health, who focus on issues surrounding the rights and needs of people in nursing homes and who can work closely with residents along with your team, Murray. Uh, we also work on making sure, as best we can, that Medicare coverage is provided when it's supposed to be under the law. We are staffed at the center by lawyers, advocates, information management specialists, and a nurse. We have a live human being answering the phone every day from nine to five at the center. So if someone um, you care about, you yourself, or someone you're trying to help, is having problems gaining access to Medicare, you can call the Center for Medicare Advocacy at 860-456-7790, 860-456-7790, 
and someone will answer the phone and either answer your question because the person who usually answers the phone is a very experienced information referral specialist or turf it to the appropriate attorney or advocate in our office. We also have a toll-free number and that's in Connecticut, 800-262-4414. I'll say that again, toll-free in Connecticut, 800-262-4414. Our website is Medicare Advocacy, medicareadvocacy.org. You'll find on that website all kinds of information regarding nursing home rights, Medicare and nursing home coverage, home health coverage, serve, uh, community-based coverage, and an array of information that, of course, is at no cost and can help you get resources to other people and, and organizations that may help you or the person you're trying to help. All our services at the Center for Medicare Advocacy are at no cost to Connecticut residents, and we thank um, the state of Connecticut legislature for that, and also the State Department of Aging and Disability Services. It's largely because of funding from Aging and Disability Services and supported by the state legislature that we're able to provide services to free, for free to residents all over the state. I hope that's um, a good intro explanation to the Center for Medicare Advocacy. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If we can't help you, we will hopefully know who can. Thank you so much. Thank you, Judy. That is a great explanation. And I really want to thank um, Judy and all the members of the center for their partnership. And when we talk about making referrals and connecting with, um, it's really important for our program here in Connecticut, the Long-Term Care Ombudsman Program, to have access to um, information like we do from the center and that we know we're able to give the individuals that we serve um, correct information on the facts and lead them to a primary source of information that's um, credit, you know, credible. So thank you so much. You know, Marade, I would be um, remiss if I didn't mention one more thing about the center. We sure. are in partnership with the Connecticut Choices Program. Um, Kathy leads the training that the Center for Medicare Advocacy provides to Choices staff, uh, staff and volunteers. And the Choices is the state health insurance program that will also provide information regarding Medicare, Medicaid, and the Affordable Care Act. We work closely with them all year long, and uh, we'll do referrals back and forth so that you can know that we are, um, we try to be coordinated with all those who can help across the state. Thank you so much. That's great information. And so our office, we and the State Unit on Aging, which also oversees the Choices Program, is at the Department of Aging and Disability Services, which you referenced earlier. And I'm always so thankful for that partnership because it really does help us connect people to the information they need to make these decisions. So great point. Um, I wanted to ask, what are the six things residents and family members or responsible parties should know about Medicare related to their care, their rights, and their voice um, in long-term care nursing homes? Uh, thank you, Maraid. I'll take that. It's Kathy. Um, Medicare pays for a limited number of days of care in a nursing facility if you receive daily skilled care. So let's look a little more closely at that definition. Skilled care through Medicare means nursing and or therapy. Therapy could be physical therapy, speech language pathology, also known as speech therapy, or occupational therapy. Daily 
means seven days a week of skilled nursing or five days a week of therapy or seven days of nursing and therapy combined. The skilled care must be reasonable and necessary. This means that care is so inherently complex that it can be safely and effectively performed only by or under the supervision of professional or technical staff. It's more than custodial care. So nursing or therapy. Skilled care may be necessary to either improve a patient's condition or to maintain a patient's current condition or to prevent or to slow decline. You as a patient have a right to challenge a nursing facility's decision to end Medicare coverage. And you have the right to demand that Medicare be billed for daily skilled services that you receive. Thank you. You answered so many questions I think that people have every day related to their Medicare and their nursing home stay. So, um, you know, we'll also have this information available on the long-term care ombudsman program website. Just you referenced a lot of information there. So we'll make sure that if people are listening to this podcast, that you can go to our website. And again, please visit the center's website and get the information directly from them. Um, I don't know if you guys can talk a little bit more about sort of Medicare 101 for skilled nursing facilities and how you qualify um, to use your Medicare benefit if you're going into a skilled nursing facility. This is Judy, and I'll uh, answer that question and and reiterate what Maraid said, and that is that on our website, medicareadvocacy.org, if you uh, just type in nursing home or skilled nursing facility, which is kind of the fancy term, um, we'll use nursing home here um, under Medicare skilled nursing facility, you will find all this information uh, from basic outline of what's covered, what you need to meet to get coverage in a nursing home and under Medicare and more details. But let's, let's do the 101, the basics. So how do you qualify for Medicare coverage in a skilled nursing facility, nursing home? Well, if you're, if you have, uh, first, let me say there are two main ways to obtain your uh, Medicare coverage. One is through what we refer to as the traditional, um, sometimes known as original Medicare, which is the, the broad public program. And the other is through private Medicare Advantage plans, uh, which which are available also to Connecticut residents. Prior to entering a skilled nursing facility, in order to get Medicare coverage in traditional Medicare, you will most always need to have had an inpatient prior hospital stay for at least three days. And it's important to note that regrettably, and we are um, constantly challenging this, time spent in the hospital at the moment and in the emergency room or in what's called outpatient observation status doesn't count towards that required three-day inpatient hospital stay. So for most people in Medicare, you will need an inpatient hospital stay for three days. And then you will need a certification, a statement from your doctor or the doctor at the hospital that you need a skilled nursing facility level of care talk about that more in a minute, and be discharged generally to the skilled nursing facility, the nursing home, within 30 days of the discharge from the hospital. So usually you go 
a person needs to go to the hospital, be an inpatient for three consecutive days, go to the nursing home, which is usually right after the hospital within 30 days in order to qualify for Medicare coverage. Now that 30 days can be extended if, for example, you what you need to do in the nursing home is get daily therapy, physical speech or occupational therapy, and you're not yet healed enough from, let's say, surgery in order to do that therapy, then the 30 days can be extended. If you're the person you're helping or you yourself are in the private Medicare Advantage model, as I described earlier, um, many of those plans do waive the three-day inpatient hospital stay. That's um, one of the benefits of being in a private Medicare Advantage plan, although we warn you, we will also talk about some of the disadvantages. If you're in a private Medicare Advantage plan, do contact the plan because they may or may not waive the three-day prior inpatient hospital stay. And also, um, we want to make sure you know what is required versus what may be you, you may be told in practice. So. In, under the law, Medicare Advantage plans must provide at least as much coverage in all care settings, including, of course, the nursing home, as traditional Medicare. And under the law, the qualifying requirements are to be no more stringent than under Medicare's traditional uh, or original program. Would you like me to talk about how long um, someone might be able to get coverage in a nursing home, Marie? Absolutely, because that's a question we get all the time. How long um, will Medicare pay for my stay? Do I automatically get the full benefit? What does that look like? That would be great if you could cover that for us. Absolutely. Well, here's again um, another kind of um, warning I want to reiterate. What we're telling you, Kathy and I, is the law. And we are advocates and are available to help you if you hear something else about the care you can get covered by Medicare or the person you're trying to help. Under the law, an individual is eligible for 100 days of nursing home coverage from Medicare per benefit period. In Medicare, the benefit period is known as a spell of illness. So what does that mean and not mean? Well, it doesn't mean that every time or if you have a new hospital stay, you automatically have 100 more days of nursing home coverage. It doesn't mean that if you were in the nursing home for a broken hip and now you've developed, for example, some very serious pneumonia and you need to get some um, nursing and therapy in a nursing home, the different diagnosis doesn't start a new benefit period. So what does start a new benefit period? Usually it means that you don't need or receive a hospital or skilled nursing facility level of care. So let's say daily skilled care for 60 consecutive days. So generally if a person, the easy case goes home for 60 days and goes, um, uh, then they would at the end of those 60 days, if something happened and needed to go into the hospital again and were there for three days, they would be eligible for another 100 days of nursing home coverage under Medicare, because that would be called a new benefit period under Medicare law that's called a spell of illness. So up to 100 days. Now the first one, uh, 
20 days are paid in full. And after that, there is a co-payment, $185 a day in 2021, $185.50. And you definitely will want to have um, a Medigap policy to help cover those co-pays. I hope that's helpful. It is. And those are a lot of the questions that we get on a regular basis. We also often hear from people that are told that their coverage is ending and that they need to pay privately or discharge, but they haven't reached their 100 days yet. So there's a lot of questions as to, okay, I'm only on day, let's say it's day 30. And we've been here 30 days and they're telling me um, I need to leave. Um, We know that discharge planning should start on day one. It doesn't always happen that way, but the expectation should be that it shouldn't be a surprise when someone is told that um, they're starting (laughs) discharge planning, but it often is. And what should someone expect or what do they do if they're told that their coverage is ending and they haven't received their full 100 days of Medicare? First, some of the language gets very confusing. Very often people are told they're being discharged. That's the biggest fear, that you're going to lose the roof over your head or the dear one you, you care about who's in a nursing home is going to have to leave the nursing home. It could be. Do know that ending Medicare coverage does not is not necessarily the right next step, and it doesn't mean you're being discharged. Should not mean you're being evicted from the nursing home. And in fact, if something like that is happening, then call the long-term care ombudsman's office, and they will uh, help you navigate that worst of situations. And perhaps contact us at the center regarding the Medicare denial. The nursing home should give the uh, individual or his or her appointed representative a written notice two days prior to when the nursing home thinks the care will, the Medicare coverage will end. And that written notice should tell them something about why and what to do about it. It is very important that that go to the right person. And here's also, I suspect, a place where the long-term care ombudsman partnership can can help you all because they will make sure or should uh, help in making sure that the nursing home knows who such notices are supposed to go to. It may not be the patient, of course. Then uh, with that notice, you should be told what you can do if you want to contest this denial. Now, what I would suggest is that If you have not gotten 100 days of Medicare coverage and you have been found eligible for any coverage and your physician and therapist, the nurse, think that you continue to need the care you're receiving in the nursing home and can't receive it at another lower level of care, you should appeal that denial. You should try and get uh, the, the doctor involved You should try and get the therapist involved. If possible, have them confer with the nursing home administrators. Now, regrettably, sometimes and increasingly, all that staff is employed by the nursing home, and they may be reluctant to challenge the decision about Medicare ending. But we can tell you from our many, many decades of experience that if you have not received daily um, 100 days of Medicare coverage, which you're eligible for, and this care is continuing to be needed, 
there is um, possible, very possible that you should be under the law eligible for more coverage. So we urge you to contest it. And when in doubt, to call the Center for Medicare Advocacy, because this is what we do. We help with problems with premature ending of Medicare or the inability to get Medicare coverage at all. And I'll give you those numbers one more time. 860-456-7790. And in Connecticut, 800. This is the toll-free number at 800-262-4414. If you have a more uh, of those 100 days left in your benefit period, see if you can't keep Medicare uh, covering. Um, two other practical tips. In order to get Medicare coverage, as um, we indicated earlier, you do need to receive daily skilled care in the nursing home. That means five days a week if it's, quote, just therapy, physical speech, or occupational therapy, or a combination of that seven days a week if it's nursing or nursing in one of those therapies combined. Now, don't let this be a fait accompli. If the nursing home diminishes that one of those services so that you're no longer receiving daily skilled care, as I just defined it, then when you go to contest the denial, you won't meet the Medicare coverage criteria. So not only will you be receiving less services, you won't meet the criteria of receiving daily skilled services unless we can show that there was a medical reason for the delay and then daily services restarted. So get the care if at all possible. And that again is a place where I hope the long-term care ombuds in your area can help make sure that necessary care, reasonable necessary care isn't cut off so that it becomes actually actually that you get less care and build in an inability to get Medicare coverage. Finally, one other uh, practical tip that I'll keep reiterating, and that is that skilled nursing and skilled therapy, as we indicated, are necessary. And that is not just to improve. And whether you're in traditional Medicare or in a Medicare Advantage plan, that is the truth. That is the law. Yet you will very often hear from nursing homes that the person is no longer improving, improving sufficiently or making sufficient gains and that therefore Medicare won't cover any longer. That is not a legal criteria for coverage for Medicare. Skilled care can be needed and provided and covered to maintain a person's condition or to prevent or even slow decline. So I hope that helps. And we urge you, of course, always to call us with any questions so that we can help people in Connecticut, again, at no cost, access the Medicare coverage they're eligible for under the law. Absolutely, that does help. And I'm wondering, Judy, um, one of the things we hear a lot, and I'm really glad that you spoke about it, is the functional gains. The person's no longer showing functional gains. And I think family members, residents, they don't always understand what that term means. Um, So I was thankful that you explained that showing progress, a functional gain is the expectation the person has to show progress in order to receive their Medicare and therapies. And that's not correct, that they have to, it's to maintain their abilities and to help make them stable and keep them at that level of stability that they don't always have to be progressing and making gains. So that's very helpful. 
Absolutely. Of course, people in nursing homes, regrettably, often will will not return to their prior level of function. Um, that's the reality for for folks sometimes. That is not a requirement under the law. And the Center for Medicare Advocacy is lead counsel in a case that established that in federal court. So if someone's told one of these, uh, we call them rules of thumb, you need to make functional gains, you need to, uh, you can't plateau, you need to show, some people have been told they need to show improvement every day. None of this is true. It's, the question is, do you need those skilled services, the nursing or therapy? And if it's necessary to maintain your condition or slow decline, that's absolutely equally covered under the law. Wonderful. You also spoke spoke a little bit about managed care or Medi- Medicare Advantage. Um, we've seen that in Connecticut. We know that state retirees um, automatically have to take the Medicare Advantage plan, but there's also people who choose to take um, the managed plan. I'm just wondering if you could speak to that a little bit. We've had a lot of questions recently related to that and about services not being equal to what someone would expect to receive under their traditional Medicare. Yeah, thank you, Mairead. Um, As we mentioned earlier, Medicare Advantage plans can waive the three-day inpatient hospital stay in order to get uh, a patient into the nursing facility sooner. Uh, We get hundreds, uh, if not thousands, of calls from Connecticut Medicare beneficiaries every year, and we have seen the same issues that you've mentioned, difficulties with um, patients who are not able to stay in facilities and get the reasonable and necessary care that they qualify for. So why is that? Um, Many Medicare Advantage plans don't allow patients to stay in nursing facilities for very long. Um, They push facilities to discharge patients while patients still need that medically reasonable and necessary daily skilled care. So what we say to people when they call us and and even facilities who call us with very um, frustrated, they wanna keep patients longer and the Medicare Advantage plans are uh, telling the facilities that they won't cover further care, um, typically after about five days. So if a person meets the Medicare coverage criteria and they're concerned about going home prematurely, they should contact us at the Center for Medicare Advocacy. We will review the case. We will look to see what what the situation is and how how we can help to keep someone in the facility. So if a person doesn't feel that they're ready to leave, they should appeal the notice that they are being discharged. And there are directions very specifically on the notice, where to call, who to... um, who to be in contact with. And it's important that the doctor or the treating practitioner confirm that you still need that daily skilled care and advocate on your behalf or by contacting the Center for Medicare Advocacy, we can advocate and contact the physician or the treating practitioner and make sure that they understand uh, that, that the facility understands and the Medicare Advantage plan understands Um, that it's not safe for you to go home. Kathy, that I think is going to be key. That's going to be a key point out of this podcast that people understand to reach out that you don't just have to take um, that denial 
at face value when it's given to you um, and when you receive it. We we are starting to see more and more of these calls uh, because people are experiencing this, as you said, on day five, six, seven, uh, much earlier than they anticipated. And so I'm so happy they have that resource. And we are also encouraging people to call the Center uh, for Medicare Advocacy whenever they're receiving those notices um, related to their managed uh, Medicare. Can either of you speak a little bit about uh, Medicare Part B in the nursing home and when someone might see their um, their Part B used and how to access that? Yes, absolutely. This is Judy. I'll, I'll respond to that. So if the fact is that you've actually been able to get 100 days of skilled nursing facility coverage, nursing home coverage under Medicare. And that means you have no, actually have no more days of coverage. Or if they have, the care has been reduced from daily to less than daily therapy, for example, there is another possibility for getting some help with the cost of care and continuing the care, at least with the therapy. So it's not infrequent that people in nursing homes are getting uh, three days a week of physical therapy and or occupational therapy, maybe with speech language pathology therapy combined. That is coverable. Those therapy services are can be covered under your Medicare Part B. So if a person ha is in traditional Medicare and they have both Parts A and B, or they're in Medicare Advantage Managed Care Plan, either way, they can be eligible for an ongoing therapy course of therapy, physical speech or occupational therapy, under that benefit. There, the, the requirements are not dissimilar from what we said before with regard to um, coverage of the services. The services must be considered skilled under Medicare law, and that doesn't mean that they're intended to or will improve the individual's condition. That would, will be great. And if it does improve the individual's condition, ability to ambulate, function, even incrementally, people don't have to be able to show they can now get up and walk down the hall independently in order to show improvement. We've seen people um, with, for instance, I had a client with multiple sclerosis, the rigidity of her arms was significantly improved with occupational therapy. She was kept flexible and she was able to reduce those, the pain and also move the arms down her body where they were in a much less dangerous position for her. That can be improvement. You look at each individual to see what improvement means for them. And if there is such improvement, urge the practitioner to note that in the record. Everything needs to be documented. And of course, improvement will make it, well, I will say, of course, it will make it easier to get that coverage to continue. But it's not required under the law. If a person can continue to have um, less pain, keep their functioning level um, from, being, from declining even further with therapy in place, then that is coverable under the law. And if there is no more nursing home coverage as a whole paid for under Medicare, the therapy can be continued under your Medicare Part B, whether you're in traditional Medicare or Medicare Advantage. Remember, it's um, necessi not necessary to restore or improve. And that's another way to get your therapy to continue. 
Thank you. And I've seen amazing results from individuals being able to receive a functional maintenance program where they're able to maintain their level of independence, autonomy, and function where it reduces pain. And so having access to that information and knowing that they can um, ask the long-term care facility or the nursing home to engage their Medicare Part B for that. Thank you for that. We have seen um, incredible impact by individuals being able to engage a functional maintenance program and maintain autonomy and independence really resulting in a better quality of life for the person. So knowing that they can use their Medicare Part B and ask the long-term care facility or nursing home to engage in that, that's um, really important. So thank you. I want to thank you both for being here today and for providing this information related to Medicare 101. I think it's incredibly important for the individuals that we're trying to reach. Um, Again, this podcast is your care, your rights, your voice. And we want to make sure that people know how to use their voice to get the care that they deserve while protecting their rights um, whenever looking at how to address issues related to um, nursing home, long-term care, and basically care in general and how to advocate for themselves. So um, Judy and Kathy, thank you for being here. Before we wind up, I want to give you another opportunity just to tell people how to reach the center of Medicare advocacy and um, just provide your phone numbers and web address. Thank you so much, Marae. Judy and I are so happy to have been with you today. We really appreciate um, all of the work that your office does for residents of the state of Connecticut. And we do want again to mention that the Center for Medicare Advocacy will answer phone calls from um, anyone in Connecticut or your um, anyone who is advocating on your behalf. We answer the phone in person Mondays through Fridays from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. We can be reached at 860-456-7790 or toll-free in Connecticut at 1-800-262-4444. Our website is medicareadvocacy.org. We help Connecticut residents with Medicare questions, concerns, and appeals, again, at no charge, in large part due to the funding provided to us by the State Department on Aging and Disability Services, as we mentioned, and through the generosity of the Connecticut State Legislature. We are here to help Connecticut residents please visit our website at medicareadvocacy.org to see all the services we offer. We have a lot of information, education, no-cost webinars, and materials about Medicare and skilled nursing facility and nursing home coverage. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I had one other quick question. I know we talked a lot about... We're here in Connecticut. You guys are here in Connecticut, but we do have some listeners that are outside of our state. And so I want to make sure that people understand that Medicare um, and these policies are national. And just wanted to know from you both, um, if someone has questions and they live outside of our state, um, would you agree that they should still access your website? They should still be able to engage that information and feel secure in using it and advocating for themselves in other areas of the country? Yes, Marie, thank you very much. The Center for Medicare Advocacy is a national nonprofit. 
we provide as much as we can um, assistance and resources for people throughout the country. And we advocate on behalf of all Medicare beneficiaries. And as you indicated, that's a national program. Our funding to help people directly um, with individual legal assistance is largely for people in Connecticut, but our advocacy is national. Um, most of the rules we just described are uh, applicable in any state in the country. There are some differences from state to state. So you do wanna check with your state health insurance program SHIP, and you certainly can feel free to call the Center for Medicare Advocacy for um, information and for referrals within your state. And we will do all we can to help people throughout the country. Thank you both for being here today. This is Your Care, Your Rights, Your Voice. Um, thank you for coming and listening to my, I look forward to having you join me for future podcasts. Feel free to send us requests for information that you'd like us to cover and that we can get to you to help um, raise your voice and provide you with information to protect your rights and get the care that you deserve.